0: Hey guys, thanks for joining us this week of the Jared Hudson for Sheriff podcast. Go ahead and subscribe, share with your friends, listen to it, give us some feedback and some comments so we can know maybe future interviews you would like to see. Enjoy the podcast. Uh, We started this podcast, Jared Hudson for Sheriff podcast, and uh, obviously I'm running for sheriff of Jefferson County, so uh, this podcast is tied to the campaign, and we have interviewed and we will continue to interview uh, other candidates, people who are running for public office, whatever it is, within the state of Alabama or within Jefferson County, Uh, and in interviewing those people, we've had some questions come up on our social media uh, about some of the some of the things that we're running on, right? We do a Liberty Minute, and it's just a minute long, so we're not able to talk in depth. So we have a guy who has uh, he's done a couple ride-alongs in <laughs> law enforcement, so he does have a little bit of experience there That's on right. that end. And he's actually going to go down the list and ask some of the questions that we've been asked on social media and hopefully answer uh, for y'all who are listening to us and who will be out there voting for us uh, even more what we mean by by a couple certain things that, we have, uh, that we've already mentioned and talked about. So uh, – Stand by for the
1: interview of Jared Hudson. This is going to be epic. Um, I also want to thank you for the ability or the uh, chance to try my hand in investigative journalism. Yeah, we'll so see how yeah. this goes. You do, do a good job. Your arm's a little bit d- too skinny for investigative journalism. Well, I've been running, so anybody that uh, engages in running, you know, pre-hot weather in Alabama, they can understand how they wind up cutting weight. Yeah, remember, yeah, yeah. remember yeah. when
0: Walter, well, Walter up there in New Jersey, we asked him, "Hey, bro, what are you doing?" "Bro, I just been running." <laughs> like, nah, bro, you <laughs> yeah, ain't just been running. Out. <laughs> <laughs> like like two hundred and forty-seven pounds. Just looks like a
1: straight lightning storm, like a you know mid-March lightning storm. Like, look, <laughs> like good grief, you
0: just looks like a Electricity. <laughs> the, is the year before, he your... was
1: 160 pounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. he gained 20 pounds, and he was like, "No, I'm, no, I'm training for a marathon." That's so, it. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's not right. how science works, there, Walt. That's, that's right. right. Appreciate that's right. all the, uh, you know, you know, appreciate you trying to skirt or, skirt around the facts, but that's not how it works.
0: Yeah. So, so Same. you're going to ask questions that that folks have kind of sent into our social media, whether they're public comments yeah. or private messages. You're just going to ask questions about r- what we're running on on the campaign, uh, and I'll talk about that. However, do you want to, you know? Mention a little bit about your ride along experience, and you know what you know about law enforcement, yeah, and military yeah. application.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Through through a through a series of ride alongs for approximately twelve years, I've gained some <laughs> I've gained some law enforcement here uh, here in the in the state of Alabama, and so I think that's kind of why you. Uh, uh, brought me on the uh, Brought me on the podcast to interact with you today Is because I have that uh, first hand experience And so we can kind of talk about some of the issues uh, You know that you're running on um, You know a lot of people They have the uh, the campaign uh, Websites and they say all these things They got all these flashy titles you know It's lights and smoke and glitter and whatever the case May be and everybody's like I really don't know What he means. Whatever. Glitter and haymakers? Yeah that's right All it is is glitter and haymakers you know And they, and they, uh, they want people to Elaborate on that stuff not just for the uh, uh, for the for the citizens in uh, Jefferson County that you could potentially be serving, but also for the uh, for the employees of the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office that you could um, potentially uh, be working with as well, it's important for them to have a good idea of of who you are and uh, and what you think and what direction you think that the Sheriff's Office needs to go in, man. So uh, if you're ready, we'll get started.
0: Yeah, I'm ready to get started. I will say you mentioned Jefferson County Sheriff's Office real quick. I will say one question that we constantly get asked, all right, so I want everybody to hear it so we can get it out there, is, you know, who are you putting into a leadership position at the Sheriff's Office? I have no idea. Whoever the Lord, as a Christian man, whoever the Lord leads me to put into those uh, positions is important. But right now I'm running as Jared Hudson. The sign says Jared Hudson for Sheriff. The website says Jared Hudson for Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Um, what I don't want is anybody else's drama, anybody else's issues that might exist out there uh, wind up becoming mine or negatively impacting what we're already going through with the campaign. So as far as leadership team, I fully I fully believe that the leadership team within an agency, if there is satisfactory leadership within that agency, leadership should be promoted within the agency that that already exists. So if somebody's there and they they should be promoted into leadership positions because they actually understand how the agency works. Mm-hmm. if If there's not satisfactory leadership within that agency or if there's a a gap that needs to be filled by an outside entity, well, then you have to bring somebody in. Uh, I do fully believe that. I don't think that uh, just showing up, and bringing in a bunch of outside people and saying this is what we're going to do. It's good for the agency because you've got people that's been at Jefferson County Sheriff's Office now for you know, 20, 30 uh, years and still haven't retired. And, and what they do and the service they provide for the citizens of the county is vitally important. So uh, since that's a question that I know that that you're not going to ask because it's not necessarily on the website, but we happen to get asked a lot through social media and I get texts and calls, You know, hey, I heard you're going to put this guy in. I heard you're going to put this guy in. Somebody even asked about a guy they said, uh i can't remember the guy's name but they asked about some guy they named him and i had no idea who they're talking about i didn't even know the guy but they were saying
1: that that hey i heard you this guy's gonna be your chief deputy i'm like bro i don't even know who chief deputy could be you bro So, so so before so real quick before we get on to the uh before we get on to these other things um Tell me real quick. I guess if you could, just tell me about like what you think your leadership style is. How how do you, what do you think that the qualities and good characteristics of a leader um, to adequately carry out uh, the things that are going to uh, benefit the community and not only that benefit the employees of the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. How would you no, that, how would you describe some mm, uh, those qualities and characteristics? Th-
0: that's a that yeah that, that's a fair question. Um, I tell you the primary thing for leaders that we don't see that 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 I believe I believe a leader is supposed to be, but we don't see right now is uh, leaders are supposed to be selfless. When I was when I was finishing my uh, uh, my MBA, you know, you do like a thesis paper mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. I did I did one on uh, servant leadership, and I obviously used Christ as an example of servant leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the person of Christ, whether you whether you're a Christian or not, whether you believe in Jesus or not. Uh, is, it, it is irrelevant when you see the story of the person of Christ, okay? Now, I believe He is God reincarnate who died on the cross and rose again for our sins, right? Um, and, uh, and, I, and I live that way. But whether you believe that or not, it's irrelevant. The story of Christ is that God Himself, as the, as the ultimate, right, uh, became a man, to deliver us of from, from our sins. So it says in John chapter 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, the Word was with God, um, and then it, and it all was made through Him and by Him. It goes down the list. And then verse 14, it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among men. And we know the story of Jesus. He was born to a, a family that wasn't um, within the hierarchy of, of Israelite society. Um, he, he was uh, uh, born... It um, wasn't born out of wedlock, but Mary was obviously uh, impregnated out of wedlock. So there was an issue there, but it said Joseph was a righteous man, and the Lord spoke to him, and he goes, he takes her in, and they wind up birthing their baby in a stable, right? Um, God came to this earth and was born not as a not as royalty not as a king not, born in a stable and then they had to flee for their life because what happened right mm-hmm. they wound up they were killing all of the babies because uh, uh herod was was worried about um the uh was worried about the the king the coming king because he knew the prophecies and the the uh, magi came to him and they said uh they're like, oh, no, Herod's going to deal, you know, deal poorly with, with this, this baby Jesus. So they wound up worshiping, worshiping him and going away, right? They go off somewhere else, and then Herod starts killing all the firstborns you know, up to age five or whatever it was within that, that time frame, and they had, to, they had to flee. So, I mean, this is what Christ was born into. This is what God, the one who controls the universe, is born into, and he lives a, a servant's life. He serves the people. He lives a servant's life. Um, He even says he was a man of constant sorrows, right? He lives outside the city. He's always on the outskirts, right? Um, And he's just constantly providing for people. He's constantly intercessing on people's behalf, right? Um, And then he goes to the cross and does the ultimate intercession— on, on our behalf uh, on the cross, and he rises again on the third day. We see God do that, right? And so the paper I wrote was on servant leadership. So I believe that's the first, the primary thing that a leader should be. In this case, when I'm running for sheriff, Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, uh, I have to be a servant leader. I have to be able to interpose on behalf of the deputies of Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, right, to protect them at all costs, right? Because I am the leader. I'm the one that they look to and they're gonna do, they're gonna say, All right, that's what sheriff said, we've gotta go, we've gotta go and do it. He's the boss. I've got to be willing to interpose on their behalf because at that point in time when you have a servant leader People actually follow you. You don't have yes men who are just gonna do what you say because they're hoping they're gonna get elevated. Mm -hmm. You really create a following. And when you have that, that provides a better product and a better service for the people of Jefferson County who are ultimately, at that point in time, uh, my boss because they elected and put me in office. They're the ones who elected me and put me in office. I'm providing the best service that I can for them because my deputies are providing the best service they can for me. Um, And I think that's scriptural number one, but I believe servant leadership, I believe that's the quality of leadership that I bring, one that says, how can I bridge the gap between law enforcement and the people? How can I bridge the gap between the law enforcement agencies within Jefferson County? And the way you do that is is as a servant leader. One of the things that I've noticed, um, not to belabor this any longer, but one of the things that I've noticed is – A lot of the agencies within Jefferson County, I think there's 40 – there might be 44 agencies total within Jefferson County, but there's only about 10 relatively large agencies, I would say, right, Mm -hmm. Um, or what I would call relatively large agencies. There's only about 10 of them, Um, and uh, the county being one of them, but there's always a constant warring. And, and, and some, in some instances, right, it's a healthy warring, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in some instances, there's a healthy, you know, we want to be better. We want to provide a better service to the people. Homewood might say we want to provide a better service to people. Homewood and Vestavia provides their people. And you have a healthy uh, 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 friction there that creates, you know, iron sharpens iron, sort of scriptural thing. Mm-hmm. However, uh, you don't see that with the larger agencies, like Jefferson County and, and Birmingham, for, for example, or Jefferson County and even Mountain Brook or Homewood and Hoover. Why? Because... I believe that there has been an issue with the county either, one, not willing to support agencies, just me on the outside looking in, or two, uh, the leadership not willing to, to to work together so that agencies could support. So, um, you know, my hope is is that I'm able to go in there and go sit down with police chiefs, go sit down with the chief of Birmingham, where we know there's a lot of friction between Jefferson County and Birmingham. Uh, And when I say I know that, through my private company, because I've done training for both agencies. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, just sit down and say, hey, Jared Hudson, I'm the sheriff now, right? I've been elected sheriff. What can I do for you? Right, because yeah. Jesus says uh, there's two laws that, there's two things that all the laws hinge on: love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We can only do that in the person of Jesus Christ. First John four nineteen: We love because He first loved us, and secondly, love your neighbor as yourself. So if you're a police chief, and I come in as the sheriff and say, "I'm the sheriff of this county. This is what we need. This is what we're going to do, or whatever," if I can, you're going to immediately wall off, and there's not going to be anything done. But if I come in and say, "Hey, how can I? How can we help you?" And I might have to look at it and say, hey, we can't, we can't help in that way. I can't do that. You know? yeah. or I'm, and you might say, hey, we don't need any help. That's fine, too. Well, hey, yeah. call us if you need us. But bridging that gap and building that relationship between law enforcement agencies so the people of Jefferson County can have the best uh, service that law enforcement can provide, ultimately the protection of the people. So I believe that's what I bring to the table leadership-wise. That's how I believe you should lead, and that's a servant a servant leadership method because what it does is it elevates other servant leaders all the way down to the, to the bottom, You know, the, the, the newest deputy hire, the newest officer hire. If they look up and say, that guy's got my back, what are they going to do? They're going to go out on the street, and they're going to have somebody else's back. They're going to go out and work the street, or they're going to work the jail, and they're going to try to provide the best product and service for the people they can because
1: they have a boss that's doing the exact same thing for them. Alright, so the, uh... <clears throat> The other the other questions that, uh, that that you're getting as far as social media and stuff like that is um, you have certain things on your website that you're I guess are gonna be the staples of your campaign what you're running That's on right, right. Yep. Uh, so today we're gonna to kind of ask you some questions because we want you to elaborate on that stuff right so we got we got Jared Hudson uh, what I think uh, you know the leader of, uh, of law enforcement in the in the in the county of, uh, of Jefferson would be um, what, what those qualities should be and now the next thing we're gonna to transition to is uh, is safety and security you have that as as one of the, as one of the um, uh, the categories uh, on your website, that's important to you, and it's important to your campaign. And so elaborate on that a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and it's you know, funny you mentioned that. It's uh, I don't even know if if y'all know this. Sitting in here, uh, Ben might know it, but uh, got a message from the uh, our campaign manager the other day, who runs our social media account. He said, "Hey, this this lady says this on it. She's like." You literally said nothing constructive in this. It was a Liberty Minute video, you know. She said all you did was say safety and security over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> you said nothing constructive, yeah. and yeah, I busted yeah, out yeah. loud. I went back and listened to it to see what I said. I'm like, and sure enough, that's what it was. It's like <laughs> just safety, safety and security. My name's Jared Husband. Safety and security. So I mean, yes, she sir. was right. So uh, she you know, basically
1: called you out. On she basically cam- it, that, being a
0: campaign about nothing. that yeah, being is, a campaign is, about absolutely nothing. So <laughs> I thought that was pretty, pretty funny because you know they're getting spun up like, yeah, is this lady attacking us? Where I'm like, actually, she called it right, fellas. <laughs> yeah. Be too mad because that's she exactly what I said. So, um, so that's no, that's a it's great you asked that question. We have been asked that question just mm-hmm. on, on social media. So, hopefully, she's hearing this and to elaborate on on it even more. Uh, safety and security is important to the people of. Of Jefferson County. This is important to all of us people, right? I want my family, I want my wife and my kids. When I travel for work or or whatever it is I'm doing, I want them to feel safe and secure. I want my wife to feel safe and secure going down here to Publix. I want my kids to feel safe and secure going to school or the playground. We want to feel safe and secure going for a walk. And that's not a that's not a Republican or Democrat thing. Mm-hmm. That's not a demographic thing, right? Whether white, black, Hispanic, whatever. That's that that is common across everybody. Everybody that I meet with doesn't mean that's not a male or female thing. That is. That is literally what we want as family men and women. That's what kids want. They want to feel safe and secure at home. That's what parents want. They want their kids to feel safe and secure. That's what the single mom wants or the single dad wants. Mm-hmm. That's what the uh, the the college kids are going to college, the kids are going to high school, right? That's, that is what folks want. They want to feel safe and secure, and it's not an age thing. It's not a, a sex thing. It's not a demographic thing. It's just... Mm-hmm. It just is what it is. So um, that's why safety and security is at the forefront of the website. Is because we want to provide that uh, for the county. We think the sheriff's office is a great way to do that. How do we do that? That's been the biggest question. How do you provide safety and security? You can say it all you want, but that doesn't mean anything. How are you going to provide that? Well, one way that I believe that we can provide it, and I think this is the primary way, is there is certain crime that exists, right? And this will tie to some of the other things we talk about on the website, but. Uh, There's certain crime that exists. I came from the SEAL teams. Mm -hmm. If there was a terrorist that was building IEDs, right, we would target that specific terrorist. We'd go get him and deal with the problem. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with crime. Crime exists in certain communities, but instead of targeting that specific community, we need to target that specific crime. We need to target that crime, not target the community. If crime doesn't exist within your community, we need to help build safeguards around that community to keep crime from infiltrating it right? And mm-hmm. so it's it's really that simple. It's targeting specific crime, not communities, and it's building safeguards around the communities that don't have any specific crime that exists within them. Uh, an example would be uh, Homewood Police Department. I've, we've done a lot of work with them, with a the company, uh, especially over the past couple of years, running the, the SWAT stuff for the state. And uh, they're, they are one of the I'd say top tack teams in the state they're they're a pretty good department they're a really good department yeah. as a matter of fact well, they, you know? they they um, they've,
1: they've spent a lot of time and effort on their guys as far as putting them through training put them through training and, and, you know, and, and getting a great guy that. they mm-hmm. so if you're in
0: homewood you're you're in great hands because you've got a great department I know there's always issues within the department you know guys in leadership and maybe I, I'm not talking about any of that I'm sure all of that exists there's you're never going to like everything that goes down mm-hmm. however as a whole they're a good department they provide a good service to the city of Homewood. Mm-hmm. We don't need to go in as Jefferson County Sheriff's Office necessarily and target specific crime in Homewood, right? Mm -hmm. We need to help. We need to support that agency that's already targeting that specific crime Mm -hmm. and help build safeguards that maintains uh, that community from being infiltrated by crime. Uh, however, uh, we'll use Fairfield as an example, right? There's a—I uh, don't even know if Fairfield has a police department anymore. I think they think they do. If we put a few of their guys through training, uh, and then they shut down for a little while, and then I think they got—they were stood back up. But I know there's a lot of county deputies working in Fairfield right now. That's a community where a lot of crime exists, and we have to go in and we have to target that specific crime. A lot of it's gang-related. We have to target specific crime in that community, and then once we eradicate that crime, we've got to safeguards around that community to protect the people. Um, Pinson would be a, a, a community, right? Pinson doesn't have a police department. Uh, so I believe that they work with a sheriff's office and the, the city uh, pays for a contract, contract car cars. that's always yeah. always there, right? Just like happen, uh, happens in Shelby County or Blunt County or wherever, where somewhere that doesn't have a PD, it's mm-hmm. cheaper for them to pay a contract car to always work that area. Sure. Um, Pinson... We we'll have certain specific crime that needs to be targeted because really there's nobody there targeting targeting that crime now if there is no crime to be targeted well we have to help build safeguards around the community of Pinson um, in order to keep crime from infiltrating it and the and, and that is what we mean by safety and security we build safety and security for the community as a whole um, and when we when we do that that protects your family as a whole because ultimately we are we're families and we build up Neighborhoods, right? I look at my house with my little family, my three girls and my wife and our dogs, and we have a neighborhood. We know most people in our in our neighborhood right there. In yeah. that neighborhood, there's a bunch of neighborhoods all over Gardendale and Mount Olive that build up the city, right? Now, Now we have – or build up a community. And now that we have that community, now we build – a city from a couple different communities. Mm-hmm. Now we have a city, now we build a county from a couple different cities, and that's, and counties build a state, and a state builds the United States of America. So it's always, it goes from micro to macro, and uh, that's how we plan on providing safety and security, is fixing that micro need, that need mm-hmm. for the family to feel safe and secure by dealing with it at a community level, but not targeting a community, targeting crime. And if crime doesn't exist, building safeguards around that community so crime doesn't infiltrate.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll say this too, and this is just from personal experience. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I think that there's not a lot – I think that there's uh, – a. That there's, I guess, not a lot of examples of personal experience. You always hear about statistics and charts and all that good stuff. It's like, hey, you know the, you know, 48% of people in this community don't like law enforcement and stuff like that. So I'm going to tell you from just personal experience. I have no charts. I have no percentages or anything like that. This is just, this is just me and my 12 <laughs> years of law enforcement going out and interacting with people in the security or, or p- people in the community. Is that people want that? It doesn't matter where you're from. People want the safety and they want the security. They want the ability to be able to go outside their homes. They want to take their kids to a park. They want to walk down the sidewalk. And the issue is, is whenever we start getting into the reason why it's not – um as well known i guess in those high crime areas like you're talking about is because those people don't feel safe enough to have a voice in their own community mm. um and i'll give you an example uh uh over the christmas uh near the christmas holidays i was working in a uh in a uh in a high crime portion of uh of my jurisdiction and i was just sitting there we were doing some surveillance for a wanted individual and i had a lady she drove up um you know she was uh uh, living in kind of a broke-down apartment complex, and she drove up, got out, and knocked on my door. And I don't know, you know, she was literally, I, I work in a marked patrol car, so she came up, and I rolled down my window, and I was like, man, I was, I was, I was like, what is she, you, you know, I, I don't know what she needs, and we're doing this other stuff or whatever. And she had gone out, and she had bought a whole bunch of candy canes, and she had hand-tied these bows on these candy canes. And every time a law enforcement officer came into her apartment complex, she would walk over there and knock on the door, and she would hand them these, these candy canes. And she was like, look, I appreciate you being out here. Uh, I can't thank you enough. It's better whenever y'all are out here. I can already tell a difference with whenever y'all are doing increased patrols. And so, not only providing that blanket of safety and security, but providing an environment where the, it's a majority of the people where they can start saying, "Hey, look, we don't want this. We don't want the crime in our area. We want to be able. To, we want to be able to have a normal life. We want to be able to interact with our families." Um, and a lot of that, and it doesn't matter whether it's like you're talking about low crime area or high crime area. There's good people. There's good people in both those areas, and they should have the ability. To, to go out and do those things. That's right, which so, is why you shouldn't target
0: the community. You should target right. a specific that, crime. That, that's right. And I will preface it with this, you know, and we'll use this as an example. It's an AL.com and everything, you know, the Brookside PD deal. Uh, that crime that exists, it might, not, it might not always be from a criminal on the street. Mm-hmm. It literally might be from a a local government. Mm -hmm. It might be from another municipality. It might be from the federal government. It doesn't matter. Anybody who would seek to victimize the people of Jefferson County, Mm -hmm. my job as sheriff is to uh, stand in between Whoever seeks to victimize the criminal that seeks to victimize my people and take away their constitutional rights to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, yeah. and those people they intend to victimize, and that's the most important thing. And that's why it's not a Republican, a Democrat, uh, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever the demographics of the county are. Uh, it's not a male or female thing. It's not a it's not a younger old thing. It's a, it's an everybody thing because we're all. Uh, Citizens of Jefferson County, Alabama, and t- the bottom line is our values are all the same, and everybody does want and need safety and security. And it doesn't matter uh, who would take that safety and security from somebody. Our job is to stand, to interpose in between the criminal, whether it be a criminal in government or a criminal on the street, and the citizen of the county. That is, that is our
1: primary job. All right, man. So the, uh, the next – Uh, category on your on your on your website um, is protect our families Mm -hmm. so so elaborate a little bit on how we're going to uh, protect the families uh, within Jefferson County uh, if you're elected sheriff
0: yeah so um and and this ties to the safety and security aspect uh, because again we want it to go down to the to the micro level of the family right Mm -hmm. so we don't want just one community to feel safe and then this you know the people on the outskirts you know maybe out in mulga alabama or you know they're kind of far away from where there's a lot of folks we don't want them to feel like they're not getting any any response or getting an answer from the the sheriff's office right (laughs) especially since those are are some of the primary uh people that the sheriff's office supports again because they don't have a homewood pd out there along the warrior river along the the county lines and all that so um Protecting the family still falls in safety and security, but making sure that a presence is, is known. And when I say a presence is known, I'm not talking about symbolism without substance. We have a lot of that going on right now where, okay, you just see a law enforcement officer go through and that deters some stuff, right? You know, crime prevention through environmental design, right? That first thing, B scene. Um, uh, you know, people are deterred, they're deterred from actually doing something criminal if they think somebody's watching or if they think mm-hmm. the, the county's out there or whatever. I'm not necessarily talking about, uh, that because I would say that's good, but that is a lot of symbolism without substance. What I am talking about is if if you're in a if you're in a position where it's like I need help, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have domestic situations, both men and women, domestic situations with kids. We deal a lot with that with Covenant Rescue Group, our mm-hmm. our human trafficking uh, nonprofit that we go out and deal with. And most of the time, it's domestic related. Most of the time, it's caretakers selling their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want families to know that we're there to protect and support. Them, so it's more than just targeting the specific crime in the community to create mm-hmm. safety and security, or building safeguards around that community. Um, it's about being able to be involved in that individual family's life if they need us there, if they mm-hmm. want us there, if they say we need help, we 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 don't know what to do. So it uh, it's more of a personal relationship, I guess, and that's what I mean by protect our families because ultimately, that's what I have three daughters, and uh, and and. Uh, that's ultimately one of the reasons I'm, I'm running, you know, we do mm-hmm. this stuff, train law enforcement all over the nation with the company, go all over the world, you know, was, we're, we're helping with, uh, the Afghanistan thing, you know, getting people out of Afghanistan when it was shut down and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, doing the anti-human trafficking in Africa and Haiti and all these places. And, and the Lord really got a hold of my heart and saying, Hey, you're raising your girls in Jefferson County, Alabama. You're going around the world trying to fix all their problems, and your own house is not in order, right? Because yeah. we can look at – talking about statistics, or we can look at statistics, everybody. You can yeah. Google what's going on in Jefferson County, Alabama, and it's uh, – crime is going through the roof in Birmingham, mm-hmm. even in the outskirts, right? There's a lot of bad things happening, yeah. and
1: so individual t- families t- want to t- feel protected. Yeah, you tend to you tend to lose a lot of faith in statistics because of how misused and abused they are. To, yeah, that's right. To, to accomplish everybody's personal objective. Like you're talking, it's very important for you to go out there and for you to have that, uh, have the ability to go into the community and say, hey, what's your personal experience? I want to know what your personal experience is so that way we can facilitate whatever it is that you need us to facilitate. To protect our families, like you're talking about, not necessarily a, hey, there has to be a law enforcement answer to everything because we know that 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 can't, you know, that can't. We don't want there to be a law enforcement uh, answer to mm -hmm. everything. That's right. But at the same time, uh, being able to come up with a list of facilitatable um you know things that they can do for whatever their issue right. is, right? Might not necessarily be a law enforcement issue. Right?
0: That's 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 exactly right. Might not be a law enforcement issue, but just realize we're we're here to help at that personal individual level, mm-hmm. um, if if that's required and requested. And one of the things I would I would say about that is is also. Um, it seems as if the system's kind of circular, you know, once, uh, for a lot of people, especially, mm-hmm. uh, once they get in the system, right? Once they get in, it seems like we, we criminalize poverty. Yeah. That's what it seems like. Um, and, and so you have a lot of families that deal with and go through, go through that, you know, we talk about real world experience, mm-hmm. um, Back when I was working as a law enforcement officer, I uh, full-time, you know, pulled a guy over. He didn't have – his tag was out of date. He didn't have a license. It was uh, – or he had a license, but it had been um, suspended or whatever it was. Uh, he for, – for a couple of years ago, meth charges, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he'd been dealing with that. I think he had an FTA at one time, you know. So, I mean, he's, he's been in the system, okay, and he's, mm-hmm. he, he made mistakes. stand. this is what he told me. He said, dude, I'm driving up the road just eight miles, it's only This is the only way I can get to work. I'm trying to pay my court stuff. I'm trying to do the right thing. He's, he's trying to get out of this. He had actually gotten saved. He had been going to church. he gotten saved. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's gone through the process. The Lord has changed his life. He's like, I messed up, and I'm, I'm just trying to get out of this hole. It feels like I'm underwater. But mm-hmm. the system now, if, if we don't do this properly— what, what's the system going to do? Mm-hmm. All right, well, hey, look, you're going to get hit with a ticket for your license. You're going to get hit with a ticket for your Now you're adding to the, what this guy's doing. Now you're going to tow his car and take him home, right, mm-hmm. or, or take him to jail, even, whatever it is. I mean, the problem is is the system is now he's just constantly in the system. There's no way out. And I think that's also part of protecting our families because oftentimes the assault that's come uh, down on us in this state and, and, and on this nation is an assault on the nuclear family, right? Mm-hmm. It's an assault on – father, mother, and kids. And that's oftentimes what we see. And so a lot of times it's a single parent home, in particular, single mom home with kids. And part of protecting our families is having the ability, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit later in partnering with communities, but having the ability, one, as a law enforcement officer, but two, with uh, helping, getting, helping getting people connected to the proper organizations or to the proper people who can help them uh, start to mold that nuclear family back together even though it's it's going to be imperfect right it's 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 an imperfect world we live in uh this is never going to be perfect
1: but helping that process so we're not continually criminalizing poverty either okay well we not only that we're losing we're, we're using i guess law enforcement as a uh i want to say last ditch effort but it's but it's way down the totem poles of things that we're that we're going to use to to uh for corrective action right? absolutely because, yeah. because 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 like you're talking about if you once once when, when someone gets into that system, it, it is sometimes it gets extremely difficult for them to come out of that. Almost system. impossible. So if we if we can utilize another resource in order to redirect them or redirect their life choices or or bring them back to their family or something like that, then that's something that we want to do. And I think that's I think that's a good point as far as as, as protecting uh, or protecting the family, as we are we're protecting that cohesion, right? Absolutely, we're protecting that family influence. Um and and that's not that's not necessarily um, always uh, you know, in the process or 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 with the utilization of enforcing the law. Right? that's right.
0: and 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 it's not a um you know, it's not this whole you know, jobs instead of jail idea either, you know I mean, if you yeah. need to go to jail, you need to go to jail., yeah. but the fact is there is there there's justice, there mm-hmm. is justice but our god in particular in christ there's mercy with justice now you can't you never can know what mercy is without mm. seeing justice I... um, ju- mercy does not exist without justice so that's important to understand um, but what this is is we have there's so many infractions that anybody can get rolled up on mm. um and and for some some people who are uh, in that system and it's circular, then they're, they're constantly being looked at. So what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Every infraction. That's what I tell my wife this with our with our kids. If she's watching them all the time, she's like, they've been they've been doing this, this, and this. And that. And have, you, have you just stepped back away from them and let the kids work stuff out on their own, right? We have the three girls, but two of them, one's, one's six and one's three. So they fight or whatever. I mean, we as kids, if my mom and dad were always looking at me and my brothers, we would have been in trouble every single day. Mm-hmm. But we have to be a little bit removed Um, Otherwise, we're going to find every little infraction, every little thing that that bothers us about what our kids are doing. And it's the same thing with with law enforcement and protecting that family unity, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, allowing for the family to have corrective action. I I believe that there are four institutions of government that God has put into place— Uh, One is self-government, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, this one kind of stands on its own because you have a lot of freedom, but with that freedom comes responsibility. But that's self-government. The three things that keep that uh, self-government in check is first, family government, right? Mm -hmm. And that's to protect our families. We've got to protect the families because that's the first thing that keeps it in check is family government. The second institution by God is... uh, Church or community government. I believe church government because as a Christian, I believe that that's vitally important, but I'll even say community, community government. And the third and final one, like you said, law enforcement being the last thing, is civil government. However, oftentimes we get that mixed up. And I will say this too, if any, form, any, any forms of those government infiltrate one of the others, chaos generally ensues. The only thing that family, church, and civil government, or family organizational and civil government, are supposed to do is to keep the individual in check. But it starts with family.
1: It starts with family, and we have to protect um, the individuality of those families. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And the other thing, the other thing too, is whenever you start uh, policing, um, you know, you start policing every every uh every little infraction um you get away i mean you have talked about it before you get away from that uh f- there is a certain level of compassion that you have to have whenever you're policing and then not only that just like what you referenced earlier whenever we start talking about brookside pd and we get into policing for profit to where now we're policing the, to increase the city's budget that is not how law enforcement is Absolutely ever supposed not. to work that's the, right the 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 mon- the, the uh the budget within law enforcement is never supposed to be dependent on things like tickets and stuff like that those are for the the tickets and the arrest and things like that they are for corrective action for excessive things and there's no other option to correct it at that point. Absolutely right. uh the next thing we come to is going to be accountability uh, so I know there's a, there's a lot of people that have different definitions of accountability and law enforcement, to be honest with you right now, it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of a hot topic. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of different angles that, uh, that, that people are working to try to, you know, to try to, uh, to try to elaborate on how they think and how they feel about law enforcement in, uh, in our current state. So go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about accountability. So accountability is pretty simple. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, you see people going out uh, and, and serving, you know, local civil governments with certain papers that saying, you're being served, a buddy of mine, Tyler Williams, got served by somebody. He's a lieutenant at a fire, fire station, served by somebody about some kind of vaccine mandate thing. Mm-hmm. Now, Tyler is like the most anti—you know— uh, government guy in the world, right? He's almost like borderline sovereign citizen type of guy, right? That's, that's, that's this guy. Okay. <laughs> sorry, he's Tyler. All the way, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Tyler. No, but I mean, he's, he's for your second amendment. Like he probably yeah. agrees with what this guy's saying. He's not for this, for a vaccine yeah. mandate or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but these people are showing up serving with papers because, uh, you know, supposedly the fire department was making guys get vaccines or something like that. And he was like, mm. you know, and, and they're being sort of abrasive about it. Right. Um. That's not what we mean by accountability. Just so the people know, that is not accountability, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that really, to be honest with you, is ridiculousness because it means nothing. It carries no weight. Accountability is this. Accountability is uh, – and, and by the way – the 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 members of the sheriff's department in Tyler's case is the fire department. They don't actually answer to the people. These got folks who are saying, "Hey, you know, we we write your paycheck." Well, they did not even live in the city that he was that he police or that his uh, that was at the fire station in. But either way, they say we write your paycheck. No, the deputies uh, are not paid by the people of the county. I write the deputy. I write the deputy's paycheck as the sheriff. Mm. The deputies answer to me. I answer to the people. That's the way it works. Um, So that's the first bit of accountability. So if there's a problem with a deputy, uh, it it has to be brought to the sheriff because the deputy doesn't answer to the people. The deputy answers to the sheriff. Uh, And that's how it's dealt with. The sheriff answers to the people. And so there's your level of accountability. The people answer to the deputies that are out on the Working the beat That are on patrol That are working the jail Whatever it is Right Because we're gonna uh, We're protecting you From those who would Criminalize you And oftentimes That comes in the form of policing Like you said In a You know Any sort of egregious action Where we have to take uh, You know Corrective measures And that's the purpose behind it So the accountability Goes both ways as well We were doing a talking uh, 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 Talking session one night With uh, with a group of people uh, From all over They're from Some from Mountain Brook Some from North Jefferson um, Some were from Uh like the cutoff area so uh, or Bessemer side of town one of the things that was said is when I mentioned accountability one of the one of the ladies in there she said well I don't like accountability and I said well you're going to have to get over that because we're all accountable I'm accountable to you you're accountable to me and that's the way it works that's what we, we mean by accountability so let's use you're saying equal accountability on both sides equal accountability on both sides absolutely it's groundbreaking I know it's, it's, it's <laughs> an unbelievable concept <laughs> unbelievable. right unbelievable <laughs> um <laughs> so uh it but we don't want accountability it makes right. us feel like somebody's assaulting us no you're accountable uh to me just as i'm accountable to you so let's use uh let's let's continue with the, with the brookside pd the only reason i like using that was because it's in it's in the public like it's known or mm-hmm. people see an l.com brookside pd uh is now being held accountable by the state. I believe the uh, state attorney general's office is investigating. Um, There might even be a federal investigation going on. I don't know, um, but I I imagine there probably will be. And so they're being held accountable uh, because – What they were doing was finally found out. However, it went on for months. It went on for a long time, Uh, enough so that they have—
1: They went on for a couple years.
0: Even a couple years, yeah. You see the increase in their budget over the last few years to where they're, you know, a $1.4 or $2.4 million budget. I can't remember what it showed on the chart. But some massive budget, and half of it was from basic ticketing violations, right? The ticketing and towing. Part of accountability is— the people, if they see this going on or have this issue, bringing it to—if uh, I'm sheriff, my attention. Now, again, I—I I, I believe that the, I don't believe that the current sheriff uh, of Jefferson County. I don't believe that he knew about it. From mm-hmm. what I understand, he didn't. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not defending him in any way or whatever. But I believe he mm-hmm. probably heard about it. In his defense, um, he probably heard about it. At the same time, we all did in the al.com article. I think I said that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this podcast or in a previous one, but the people have to bring that sort of stuff to my attention. Because guess what? If I'm the sheriff, I'm going to go down because that's within the jurisdiction of my county. I'm going to go down and look into exactly what that is because what's happening? What's happening? You have people policing for profit. You have an agency. You have a civil government who's tyrannically uh, uh, criminalizing uh, the people within their within their jurisdiction.
1: Well, the, 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 they're they're not worried about they're not worried anymore about just maintaining order within the jurisdiction. Now, That's it, yeah. And now, now we're worried. Now we're worried about. Hey man, you know what can what can we do? Like you're talking about to elevate ourselves. To another level, whether it's local government or police department or whatever the case may be. Right. And that becomes problematic whenever, and that's, whenever we're not worried about the And
0: that's time. true accountability when it comes to the to, to an agency. It's making sure that that stuff's out, hey, let us know. Because if I don't know about it, I can't do anything about it. Yeah. I can't investigate it. I can't look into it. Yeah. Uh, so that would be the first thing. Uh, and, and accountability is not um, – you know, hey, I, if you know me personally or whatever, you shoot me a text and say, yeah. hey, I've got this thing going on with my brother who got yeah. a DUI or something, and I I can't help you with that. That's, yeah. you, you know, I, and then you're upset because now I'm not, you know, oh, he's not accountable. He's not even helping us out with this. No, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. You know, that this, I can't, I'm not going to call another agency and deal with your your ticket or your DUI or anything yeah. like that. So yeah. that's how accountability really works both ways, right? Um don't expect us to do anything that you wouldn't do, and we shouldn't be out doing anything that we wouldn't want done to us. Again, that's the love, Lord, God, Lord, your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Something mm-hmm. is over me, right? I honor something greater than myself, and love your neighbor as yourself. I'm not going to elevate you over me, but I'm going to treat you the same. And that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the purpose behind it. So I believe that's how accountability works. Like you said earlier on, uh, equal
1: on both sides. Right. So the next topic is going to be impartial policing. We're getting... Man, we're getting deep yeah, deep, deep into yeah, the bag yeah. deep in the law enforcement bag right here man that's a that's a that, that's a strong uh you know that's a strong uh, uh you know topic to run on that impartial policing because i guess at the point that we're at uh, right now in the in the country it's a you know it's a it, it's a hot topic right now oh yeah right right and then and then you have people that they have they have different definitions of what impartial policing is. Hey, it means this. Hey, it means this. And so and so with your with your best effort as far as what is your definition and what is your explanation of impartial policing whenever you whenever you put that on your website as one of your as one of your campaign topics.
0: So impartial policing is uh, and it ties to our safety and security answer and our protect our families answer. Yeah. It's number one, uh, providing the service equally to everyone. and it really even ties to the accountability answer right. Yeah. Uh, it's equality across the board. Um, It's targeting specific crime. I'm going to hunt these crimes. I'm not targeting a community. Mm. I'm targeting a crime. Mm. And if there is no crime in your community, I'm building safeguards to protect your community. I'm not protecting Mm. some communities and not protecting others. Uh, That is impartial policing. I don't like the word policing necessarily for law enforcement, especially the sheriff's office, because the goal of the sheriff's office is to protect. Mm. It's not to police. The goal of law enforcement as a whole is to protect. but. Municipalities can be a little bit different because they do. There are infractions that people vote on in that city Mm -hmm. that say, "Hey, like there might be a noise uh, violation in Gardendale that doesn't exist in Fultonville." Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And they're side by side, so I do understand that there might be some different styles of policing that goes on in municipality. But most certainly, the sheriff's office job is to protect. The constitutional rights, the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness of every single person within their jurisdiction. And uh, in this case, for me, within Jefferson County. Uh, so for me, I would look at it as I don't care. And this is why I say it's not a Republican or Democrat thing. It's not a demographic thing. You know, um, it's, it's, it's literally you're in Jefferson County. My job is to uphold and protect your right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Uh, it's a values-based thing. I have to treat you the same that I treat everybody else. I can't let one organization do one thing and another organization can't do it. Um, I can't let one person do one thing and another person not be. I, it has to be equal across the board. I hold myself to that same standard. I hold my deputies to that same standard. I hold every law enforcement agency to that same standard. hold every civil government servant to that same standard uh, and every individual person within that county to that same standard. Uh, the example I like to use, and a lot of a lot of folks don't like this example, but we' we'll, we'll use this because I think there's enough stuff out on it now that we can look at it. We've got uh, vaccine mandates, right? Now I'm not passing any legislation to do anything like that. It doesn't matter to me how people feel about vaccine or not vaccine. What matters to me is the mandate aspect of it. Mm. right now, the the the, the data has come out on however many thousands of kids that they've they've tracked it back to, dying from injected with a vaccine. A lot of people are probably going to be going nuts on this, but um, kids getting vaccine, they're dying from this. And now we're going to say, hey, if your kid wants to go to school or whatever it is, they've got to, they've got to take a vaccine. Or if you want to keep your job, you've got to take a vaccine at the force of law enforcement in some places. Mm-hmm. Uh, like i got buddies in Australia that live out there. At the force of law enforcement, they have to take a vaccine. That's problematic. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is criminal. Now, the other thing that we looked as criminal is say, hey, uh, uh, fentanyl. Man, fentanyl is killing kids. It's killing people everywhere, right? Yeah. I mean, you're a law enforcement officer, right? You've done like one or two ride-alongs. I mean, yeah. fentanyl is pretty, getting pretty bad seen in the state of Alabama, times. right? Yeah, I've yeah, seen it once or twice, right? Mm. Um, fentanyl, killing kids everywhere. we got to get rid of fentanyl. I, I totally agree with that. Mm. But I want you to tell me which is more criminal in your mind, the guy who's dealing fentanyl to somebody who wants to buy it, This is a mutual transaction right here. Even though it's an illegal transaction, it's a mutual transaction. Mm -hmm. I don't disagree that we need to deal with that, and we we need to deal with it with the full force of the law, right? Mm -hmm. The full force of of what we can bring as Jefferson County Sheriff's Office. Mm -hmm. But then we have a government or we have business entities. We have entities saying, you have to take this or we're going to starve you. You're not going to have a job. You have to take this or you're going to leave. You have to do this, and— you're injecting yourself with a drug that you don't know about, versus this guy. He's just it's a mutual agreeing adults yeah. selling selling drugs, versus somebody forcing you to to take a drug against against your will. Again, it's not the vaccine thing that matter. You want to go out and get two or three or four or five shots? That's fine. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, that's fine I will yeah, no, I will protect no, your
0: right To do that and no, It's the mandate yeah, That's the problem no, so,
1: Yeah nobody's opposed To people going out And getting vaccines If that's what uh, If that's what you feel That's what that's you want to do That's what get you want to get That's what you want to get Your kids
0: mm-hmm. um, So I think Impartial policing Is also looking at that And saying If we really get To the nitty gritty Which is more criminal Yeah being forced to do something like that that you don't want to do, and we're not talking about this ain't a seatbelt law where oh, put your seatbelt on your car, you're going to get a ticket. Mm-hmm. This ain't a seatbelt. You're being forced to inject your body with a drug that you don't want to inject. So for years, we've said my body, my choice has been the whole abortion argument. Mm-hmm. Well, until we get to vaccines, and now it's no longer my body, my choice. Yeah. Th- th- this is this is uh, this is not imp- this isn't impartial, right? Mm-hmm. That's very much partial, and so that's kind of what I mean by impartial policing. If we're going to go after this over here, if we're going to go after extortion from gang members on the street, why would we not go after extortion uh, from people within a government position as well, right? Yeah, um, th- and-, and so that's kind of what I mean by impartial policing. It's an even shake for everybody from the uh, from the most impoverished person of society to the highest person in society. It doesn't matter if, there's, if, if they're committing criminal acts, especially criminal acts that are negatively impacting citizens of Jefferson County and removing the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, we are going to go after that because that's what we're supposed to uphold. protect.